There's only one. On air with Brandon Atkins. Music is all I need. Hi everyone, hope you're having a great week. Welcome to a special mini episode of the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. We're talking all things Married at First Sight this week. It's been a few big controversial weeks of the show. We're going to chat with Booker shortly, but first up, let's talk with the most controversial groom this season, Bryce. Hey Bryce, how are you, mate? Hey, how are you? I'm um, good. I'm good, mate. Good, good. Hey, I mean, look, last time we spoke, uh, which was only a few weeks ago, I alluded to a potential rumour of a secret girlfriend on the outside, which was then subsequently brought up on the show. Um, God, that was, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a bombshell on Beck's part, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, look, from my point of view, it was more of a bit of a pot calling the kettle black. So uh, I always maintained while we're filming the show, that if someone's going to make up a rumour like that about someone else mm. with no um, no proof or context to it, then I think they're covering up themselves. So mm. uh, we'll see how it plays out going forward. Uh, the only reason I, I want to sort of, I don't want to dwell on it, but the only reason I'm circling back on this one is because, I mean, from what we saw last uh, last week at you know the dinner um, party and... Um, you know, the commitment ceremony and all that this week where, you know, there was, there was conversations about it. Uh, I mean, Australia, we only see 90 minutes of what's filmed in a 24-hour period. So I guess where I want to go with this is there something that wasn't filmed, uh, sorry, was there something that was filmed that wasn't shown on the TV that we should know about from both your parts? Yeah, well, the uh, the gym conversation. So I've heard throughout the week in other interviews that Rebecca's saying, now that uh, something that she didn't say on the show was that, that Jake was in the gym with us as well, which is another massive lie. Uh, so it was just literally Rebecca and myself in there. Um, at the time, you had to book in for a gym session because mm. of COVID and whatnot. So I was booked in. She strolled in like she always did when someone else was in there to try and have a bit of a gossip. Said, oh, hey, what have you guys been filming this week? I said, the rankings task. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's what we did too. Like, what, who did you put one, number one? Mm. I said, oh, hey, you were first. And she's like, oh, yeah, same, I put you first as well. And I said, yeah, okay, cool, cool. I don't know what else is coming up this week, but, hey, I don't really feel comfortable because uh, Jake and Boy Sam were <laughs> actually in the spa, which was sort of in the next part of the hotel. And I could see them and I actually just decided to walk out because I didn't feel comfortable being in the room with her and people sort of thinking that we're going to flirt in the next minute. Mm. She's saying that I was flirting with her and saying about a girl. So uh, there was never any mention of a girl and... Look, I think she's just saying all this now to cover up her own tracks because uh, there's been no secret that she was out and about with other guys during filming and uh, had a, a bloke herself during the show. Well, yeah, it's it's. I have seen uh, a few articles of her having a secret boyfriend on the outside. Do you think there's any truth to that? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Of course, well, I do. And what, um, ma- what, what makes what makes you think she actually had a boy uh, secret boyfriend on the outside? Is there proof of this? Uh, well, she never used to hang out with Jake. Uh, throughout the experiment, which is a a telling sign. And the night that she's accusing Jake of ditching her for a boys' night, I actually have photos and videos on my phone that will, I'm sure, will come out at some point once I finish the show and will absolutely squash that rumour as well. So she's a uh, compulsive liar, Rebecca. And, yeah, unfortunately, that's her personality. We all saw it with her mum uh, basically trying to shut down Jake's family as well during the week, which I thought was disgusting. But uh, 
like mother, like daughter. Yes, the apple does it far, fall far from the tree. Um, let's talk commitment ceremony Sunday just gone. Um, it was a pretty powerful one for you and Melissa, um, where I guess, you know, Melissa sort of expressed concern that you might just sort of up and leave at one point and has this fear of losing um, losing people and, you know, has a fear of losing you. Um was there sort of positive lessons taken from that, you know, moving forward in the experiment to sort of, you know, listen to Melissa and, you know, hear how she's feeling? Yeah, absolutely. I think from here on in, you'll see that the bond that uh, Liz and I have is pretty strong and we're a very united front uh, to the whole group and the whole country will hopefully see that if it's shown that way. You never know what's going to be shown. But mm. uh, yeah, look, um, it definitely was and it brought us closer together because I had no intentions of walking away from Melissa, I thought she was wonderful in the experiment and was the best person I could have been matched with there. I wouldn't want to be matched with anyone else um, because I just knew how genuine Melissa was. So at the time I was like, yep, okay, this is how you're feeling. I I definitely take it on board and um, I want to try and show you how much I actually do care about you. Okay, lovely, I love that. Um, Let's talk Monday's episode uh, where you went to the movies and, you know, you're probably sitting back thinking, oh, we're going to watch John Wick 3, but it ends up being your parents on a Zoom call. Um... I'm not going to, look, uh, it was a very interesting dynamic and I think the gold Logie for best TV performance goes to your mother on that, um, on that episode because <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she didn't hold back, uh, Bryce, I'd be safe to say that, yeah? No, I love my mum the bits and uh, look, we're very similar and she's the same, she just calls it what it is and what they were shown of the edited uh, commitment ceremony, that's what we watched back to and hey, she was spot on from what we all saw, that's how it looked but we sort of were disappointed uh, that they didn't see more of our relationship because there's obviously more than commitment ceremonies that could have been shown. And mm. uh, look, the big thing too to take out of it was she actually cleared up the girlfriend room to Melissa as well, which uh, I found quite funny wasn't shown. So obviously they have to have a storyline because Coco and Cam have disappeared from the show. And uh, <laughs> look, I, I found it very amusing that uh, that part was left out of the family catch-up. Do you agree with some of your mother's sentiments though? Like, you know, her saying, I'm surprised she's still sitting next to you. Because from what we saw on TV, it was she was pretty much ripping into you for, you know, you, you know, treating Melissa quite badly on the show. Yeah, oh, 100%. And from a mum's point of view, that's definitely, uh, if the shoe was on the other foot with me being treated, I guess what you could sort of classify as poorly, um, yeah, you would have concerns. That's what a normal parent would do. And look, my mum was right to stand up and say that. I think uh, if she didn't, she wouldn't be doing any other mums and Melissa's, I guess, parents is only justice to in saying that. So, uh, look, she was definitely warranted for saying it and uh, the comments of me saying in one ear out the other was actually in reference to what the experts said during the week, which they did see at that third ceremony. But, uh, of course, it looked like it was that one mum's comment, unfortunately. And, yeah, I'm just copying it for that. But, oh, look, I know how it played out at the time. So I just think, you know what, uh, I come to expect this week in, week out or every night it's on the TV. Mm. All right, let's talk about this week's dinner party because I was a little bit taken back by you, Bryce, seeing you take a bit more of a relaxed approach to the evening's events. Um, What's it like actually taking the advice of the experts to, you know, call it off and take a step back and not be so hot-headed? Yeah, well, I definitely took it on board and I think uh, what we all saw at the dinner party this week was the actual real Bryce. not someone that was pushed to go and do something and throw a drink or have a go at someone or be targeting people or being targeted. Uh, 
I went in with the mindset, and I'm very happy to make it public, that I went in there and basically said, I'm not doing anything tonight. You guys don't have to invite me on to dinner party if you want drama. I'm not giving you anything. And, of course, Rebecca piped up. Again, now accusing me of flirting with her, which... Uh, Poking the bear. Basically, I think... Yeah, saying that, uh, look, she's flirting. Uh, you, he gave me the number and whatnot. She actually gave me her number and uh, was basically... I did reciprocate it and returned it at the time, and she was texting us and sort of saying, oh, come and hang out with us at a beach and whatnot at Bondi, and we are like, yeah, no, nah, Melissa and I aren't a big fan of you, to be honest. So, uh, so hang on. Yeah, Melissa, sorry, be... Beck actually gave you her number, but what, what made yeah. you... Uh, reciprocate it and give her your number. What was the motive behind that? Because she said to me that uh, her and Jake were keen on hanging out outside of the experiment. And Melissa and I thought, you know what? Yeah, why not? So that was sort of why. And uh, basically, she beat Jake to the punch for getting my phone number. And yeah, that was just the only reason why. And uh, look, I've got text messages on my phone. And Melissa had seen every message that was going between Rebecca and myself. And uh, I actually made a comment that I wasn't comfortable texting Rebecca when. Uh, there were some other things being said behind the scenes, particularly about uh, from what she was saying to Melissa as well. Mm. So I thought, oh, look, she's not the sort of person I want to associate with uh, if you're bullying Melissa. So. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Now, I want yeah. to talk uh, upcoming commitment ceremony on Sunday night. Uh, we've seen a little tease, um, which looks like you're going to drop a bombshell. Could you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, so... Uh, I've made no secret that uh, I don't tolerate people bullying others uh, in any walk of life. I was bullied myself really badly during high school and I've actually done some work with um, bullying awareness campaigns in the past and uh, mental health charities and that type of thing. And look, I decided to use that night as a stand to point out behaviour that was being ignored from the experts about Rebecca bullying Melissa. Now, people might say to us, oh, geez, I'll look at you trying to puff your chest out and call it out and make a hero of yourself, but I just got sick and tired of the bullying being allowed to happen on the experiment and thought, you know what, I'm going to call it out. And to be honest, the producers weren't all like, can't let me do it. But I said, oh, well, if you don't let me do it, I'm out of here. So uh, basically, you, you let me do what I sort of want with this and uh, we'll play it out from there. Okay. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it all uh, plays out because I haven't actually seen it back. So Well, no, I haven't seen it back yet. I've just seen the tease for it. Um, I'm going to watch it actually when I go home this afternoon. But from what I've seen, like it looks like you know a lot of people, including Melissa, were caught off guard from the bombshell that you know it's that looks like it's going to play out on Sunday night. So um, it looks like interesting times. Finally, Bryce, um, I know last time I asked you this, but I want to ask you this again because I feel like um, you know things have progressed in the show a little bit. Do you still see yourself as this year's villain, and do you like your depiction of what's been edited of you on TV at this stage of the experiment? <laughs> oh, I think I can't deny the fact that I've been made into the villain this year. Um, Look, uh, from my point of view, it's it's gone down this way because obviously media are going to talk about a media person coming across this way. And uh, look, there's two sides to every story and I guess there's always two parts to every relationship and every personality on a show like this. And uh, they're highlighting the worst parts of my personality. And look, I, I'm happy to call it out for what it is and mm. whatnot. And uh, look, that's been my personality and I don't shy away from that. I, I call a spade a spade and that's the way I am, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm just more disappointed that, uh, look, the show's obviously led to trolling and whatnot, and uh, hopefully going forward they'll understand that, uh, look, the way they can perceive someone can have an effect on 
personal well-being and all that sort of stuff. And uh, look, hopefully there's no situation with any of us where we get to the Love Island UK situation. So uh, look, the show does what it does and... Uh, yeah, they're the ones that can answer that question, I guess. All right. Well, the bombshell commitment ceremony is happening Sunday at 7 on Channel 9 after the news. Bryce, always good to chat with you, buddy. Thanks, Brendan. All right. Now time to chat with Booker, all things married at first sight. Hello again, Booker. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Oh, How are you? I'm good. We have to stop meeting like this. I think this is like the third oh, time I we've spoken. Know. I know, I know. I just keep running into you here. It's wild. It's very wild. But, you know, we've got so much to chat about. Um, we do. Now, uh, I can't even remember the last time we spoke. It was a few weeks ago. But uh, let's mm. let's talk about what's happened in the last week. So uh, from uh, from Australia's point of view, right, ever since day one, Brett and Booker, the golden couple, right? It was like the, Cam- mm-hmm. like the Cam and Jules, okay? And then... <laughs> I don't know, it's just uh, things have shifted in the last week um, and uh, obviously Feedback Week is this week and uh, mm. Pat and Belinda wrote you a nice little novel um, which mm. I thought was quite a scathing attack just quietly. I just I thought it was a oh, bit of a dick move cool. from Patty. Well, I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm still in two minds. I mean, Patrick loved Brett, like, well, just, you know, absolutely adored him and, like, thinks that he, you know, and he, he, I don't know much about whether he's got close mates and stuff outside the experiment, um, but really he, he just, I think, really wanted to protect um, and to make the best happen for Brett and I think he genuinely thought that I was a really, really awful person, so... I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I definitely don't think he foresee what was about to come, that's for sure. Every time I think of Patrick, he reminds me of Michael Scott from The Office, that bumbling office manager. Look, he just, he just <laughs> not all there, sandwich short of a picnic. Faux pas everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, this letter, right, so that he that he wrote to you this week, uh, was practically mm-hmm. saying, look, Booker, stop being so infatuated with yourself and make it about mm-hmm. Brent for a night. Um, yeah. From what we saw on the TV, that really did not sit well with you. And you probably thought, well, hang on a second. Some bitching has been going on here and I want to get to the bottom mm-hmm. of it. Yes. Um, but not only that, the things that were like, that um, I was uh, allegedly saying, mm. like particular comments such as always talking about how high my IQ is, always talking about how smart I am and always talking about how good my band is. Those are things I've never done. I've actually, I have mentioned my IQ. Uh, I, I made a joke about it when I was in the experiment. What? Um, to, not even to Brett, but to someone else. Um, what, is your, what is your IQ, just out of curiosity? 129. Ooh, look at you. Ooh. But you know what? This was like also for me, I was a high school dropout. I was a really troubled kid and I had to work very, very hard in my later years to, you know, I I didn't graduate school, but I graduated uni and I had to try really hard Mm. to be able to do that because I was kind of, you know, not in a great place when it all started. I didn't even finish year, you know, year 12 or anything. So, you know, to kind of, uh, yeah, to, to hear myself get insulted and, and, and sort of be treated as though I'm like, I think I'm too good for people or that I've been saying these comments about my my um, int- level of intellect, which I'd never said. You know, I was like, is this a projection or something? Or yeah. I don't know what's going on right now because it just, it was so unfair because I'd never said those things. And yet I knew that like, you know, you, you could deduce 
where that info had come from. And I was yeah. like, why are you telling people that I've said these things that I haven't said? It was mm. really upsetting. Oh, I can imagine. And we can see how you know, visibly upset you were on the show this week. Um, is it safe to say, because you took, look, you ended up doing the task. Um, you took it on mm. board. But is it safe to say that the rubber band in your head finally snapped by plastering 40,000 photos of Brett all over the apartment? <laughs> Yeah, look, I mean, the, you know, I, I was watching the episode and stuff and I'm just, I'm sort of hearing Brett go like, oh, she's still not thinking about me and my feelings. And I was like, well, you, yeah, like, why would I? I mean, this was delivered to me in the most horrific way. Why? Of course I'm not going to take on board what's being said. It was it was like just an absolute character assassination, I felt. Mm. Um, you know, if we'd sat down and had a diplomatic, you know, proper adult conversation about it, then perhaps I wouldn't have plastered the walls with 40,000 photographs of his face. But in that moment, I was like, stuff it. I'm just going to have fun with this. I'm yeah. going to make a joke out of it. And, you know, I have been constantly berated the whole um, the whole experiment to lighten up, to start having fun more, to laugh more, to joke more. Of course I'm going to go and do something. I'm trying to lighten up. I'm trying to have fun. Mm. Um, and I thought it was a funny joke. Well, that's, that's just my sense of humour. And Brett and I do have different senses. Uh, you know, we do have um, different interpretations of what, a fun, what constitutes a funny joke. Yeah. But, you know, that for me was... I, I, I've been the butt of a lot of his jokes, so... I figured, well, tip the tap. <laughs> yeah, just reverse, uh, roll reverse, you know, make him the butt of the joke. Mm. Okay. Mm. Oh, all right. Now, I, um, what was it like? Because obviously, yeah, it, it's been known throughout the experiment, you know, you've got to lighten up, you know, just take it easy. Don't be so, you know, um, don't have all these deep and meaningful conversations all the time because, you know, it, you know, for people like Brett, it's very taxing and very exhausting. What was it like trying to find the balance up until this moment um, this week before the dinner party to, you know, balance, you know, lightheartedness with the deep and meaningful? Because I feel like it would have been a bit of a struggle for you. Well, I feel like when, when Brett has said deep <laughs> um, or, you know, too intense, Usually, it's actually been in like it would have always been response really to something that he had said, um, which usually centered around the um, you know having different um, different viewpoints on on things like social justice, on things like you know humor, mm. what isn't what isn't appropriate to joke about. So, I don't personally like sexist jokes because I'm a woman, number yep. one, um, and I don't like jokes that are, that involve people's sexuality. So I would, you know, if he would make these jokes, which, you know, he would joke about all sorts of things, including these topics, I would call it out and then he would, it would then turn into a discussion and I would try to explain why and yet yeah, so on and so forth. So yeah. though that was the ground um, apparently that I was too intense, so... Mm. Well, look, the dinner party this week, um, it was it was emotional. I mean, I've we've I've just spoken to Bryce and you know, for once the yeah, the attention wasn't on him for once. That was yeah. he, oh he, oh, he would have loved it. Was, for the night. I oh, loved it. I know, it was a walk walk in the park for him and Melissa. <laughs> um but the focus was you and Brett. Um, to some mm. degree, and Patrick as well. Uh, he was tossed into the mix this dinner party. It was very mm. emotional. I, I sat there and I was I was heartbroken because, you know, like we've, uh, you know, you and I have spoken before many a times and I've always said, you know, 
Brett and Booker are like the goals of this show. They started mm. off strong, you know, that you know, you know, they bolted ahead against like Usain Bolt. You can't catch up with them. They're just they're brilliant, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I know you've seen me tweet out a few things on Instagram and Twitter as well, like, you know, you know, waving yeah. the bright, the, the uh, Brett and Booker flag. But this week was just it was very emotional. Talk me through what happened mm. at the dinner party. At the dinner party. Mm. Um so yeah, it was a it was like a real blur for me. I mean, I was still kind of coming to grips with the fact that the relationship that I believed that I was in was not what it wasn't actually um, how I perceived it to be at all. Because yeah. well, my husband didn't like me nearly as much as um, I believed he did, or that he you know he he didn't like me as much as he said he did. So um, I was really blindsided. Um, there were certain things that I guess I was aware um, were problems and that he had, he had vocalised but was really, really blindsided. So I was just hurt. I was so, so hurt that, you know, I, I didn't know how many people at that dinner party had, you know, been been spoken to by Brett either. I was like, if it's been Patrick, like who else has been told all these things because they're not true. And, you know, I actually know heaps about Brett and it was really frustrating because he's just, he was just adamant that I was like this and and upon like doing a lot of self-reflection and discussion with him, stuff that, you know, wasn't, didn't end up on camera, you know, actually realised I know heaps about him mm. and he actually didn't know as much as he thought about me. Um, in fact, arguably, I know more about him than he knows about me, which is very, very ironic in this situation. <laughs> so at this point, I was just feeling like, stuff this, like, you know, I can't win. I, I try to lighten up and have a joke and I'm not taking things seriously enough. I try to be too intense. I, sorry, I'm, I'm, I sort of speak about something in a serious manner and I'm being too intense. Like, I can't win. It's, it's just lose-lose for me. And, you know, when some we hadn't spoken um, after we'd had a we'd had a big blow up and we hadn't spoken really, um, we didn't really speak on the way to the dinner party or anything like that. So when somebody asked, you know, how like where we were at, it just all kind of came out because mm. we had to answer honestly, didn't we? We couldn't just be like, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, it's a walk in the park. Like the burning dog in the house. That, so the uh, dog in the house that's burning down. You know that meme? That was us. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you honestly felt that, or did you honestly feel though, talking past tense, um, that Brett didn't actually, you know, love or appreciate you the way you did? Because for what we saw on camera, like he was rapt about you. Sure, people have their flaws and, you know, there's their pros and cons, but from what we saw, it honestly felt like he was rapt about you. I think he was in the, st- in the beginning. I think perhaps um, I was what he wanted at the start. But then, you know, we obviously we quickly realised that we were um, a little bit incompatible on certain things. Like when your core values kind of don't align, then, or, you know, you have really differing opinions on certain, like, you know, topics that are very important to you, then of course you're going to start to have to talk about those things. If you agree on everything, you don't end up having those big, deep conversations. I yeah. think the thing about the conversations that he didn't like was the fact that we weren't actually agreeing on certain points, um, which is actually fine. I, I have no problem with that, but clearly he did. So I feel like perhaps that just, he just got over that, perhaps. I don't mm. know. All right, so commitment ceremony this Sunday night. Is it safe to say mm-hmm. this is the last one for you and uh, Brett? 
never safe to say anything. <laughs> well, look, it's as I said, it's it's been an emotional ride this week, particularly on maths. Um, mm. Look, I'm, I've still got my fingers and toes crossed for Brett and Booker, um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Booker, it's <laughs> always a pleasure to chat to you. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be on this show. And thank you so much for having me back for the third time now. I know. Well, we jokingly said we talk every week, but it's been three weeks since our last <laughs> chat because I think I had to cancel last week. I got sick or something. So, um, oh. yeah, I was a bit de- bit devoured by that. But, you know. we we'll we'll have to do we, two we, this we, week then. We, we made it up. We made it up. We're, we're chatting now. That's the main thing. Exactly. Exactly. It's nothing. You know, like no time like the present to uh, to to make up for that lost time. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of this mini Married at First Sight special of the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. The full radio show back live on air next Friday and the full podcast also back next week as well for your good Friday. Next week, Carly Page, US pop star, zooming into the show to play a round of True Confessions. It's always a hoot chatting with her. And I'm going to introduce you to a Sydney musician by the name of Nora. Chat then. Bye. Curse FM's On Air with Brendan Atkins show.